0: Welcome to Every Business Counts, the podcast which shows how money and numbers can support you to build a sustainable business. My name is Lynn Mann, and I'm an accountant and a coach with over 20 years' experience. In each episode, I will be exploring how money and your business numbers can help amplify the impact you want to make by focusing on purpose and profit. Because every business counts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Every Business Counts. My name's Lynn Mann and today I have with me Paul Adderley. Paul is the founder and managing director of Beyond Green, a sustainable consultancy which helps small and medium businesses to future-proof their company, protect their profit margins and build a business around their values. Paul has a background in both accountancy and in environmental studies. So thank you for joining me today, Paul. It's great to have you here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Lynn. It's great to have a chat with you.
0: No, I'm looking forward to hearing what you've got to share. So I'm just going to start with the first question. Um, what inspired you to set up Beyond Green?
1: I suppose it's really a combination of two aspects of my, my life that brought me um, to Beyond Green. Firstly, I, I studied sort of geography and environmental studies, um, and with my love of being in nature and the outdoors, then my early career was as an accountant and financial auditor. Um, And I suppose I viewed then from these two backgrounds that business and nature are two systems that need to work together. And Beyond Green is a way of trying to bring that to life through helping businesses connect with their future. uh, It depends on working with nature, and not against it, uh, and help them to see their business afresh and provide reliable information about the costs and savings they can make and how they can achieve that. In the end, our role, I see our role is to really inspire everyone with this philosophy. Um, and it's important to try to turn the conceptual into like a practical action. Yeah. Um, I think we get a lot of that. So it's like, wait, but what does it mean for me? What, yeah. can, I, what can we do? And I think that's what we, we aspire to deliver.
0: I love that. So just even going back to when you're talking about the, the systems and that actually both nature and business are systems and being able to look at it in in that way. But actually, how can you get your business to work with nature, to learn from nature um, and drawing on both of your, your passions, but then bring in the practicality in it, because there are um, a lot of people who talked very con- um, conceptually about nature and working with nature, but actually giving somebody the tools and being able to help them integrate it into their business and make it um, make them more profitable as a result is uh, an incredible business to create. So, yeah, I love that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was. <laughs> yeah. I know it's great. So, you know, one of the things I know you look at is kind of optimizing resources and it's, and it goes back to that whole thing with, with nature, generally in nature, things are optimized rather than maximized. And in business in the past, it's all been about maximizing and actually maximizing can really drain, um, and it creates an ending often, um, or something taking over, so from your perspective, why is optimising resources important for a business?
1: I suppose just touching on your point there about, you know, it's always been about maximising, and therefore we, we forego other things, you know, we, mm. we sacrifice other things. And it's a balance And nature works in, in balance and, and it's resilient. And I think that's what businesses need to look at is how they can be resilient. And that's why optimising is important um, and future-proof, you know, and it, it's working out what we need to use and optimize what we, we use we won't get it perfect but we've got to try and move away from it's the lowest cost at all counts you know yeah. to you know, how do we get a balance that works for our business at that time um, you know it's important because natural resources are scarce and valuable uh, and by this mean I, I just don't want us to take out you know we don't want to mean what we take out of the ground but our ability um to look after the ecosystems that provide for us You know, they deal with our pollution, uh, emissions and our waste. So it's not just about using resources. It's about also how those ecosystems deal um, with the, the outputs of our business activity.
0: That's a really good point to make, actually, because it is actually thinking about. So I guess when I've in the past thought about using resources, the natural resources. So, yes, we'll draw on sunlight, we'll draw on air, we'll draw on the rivers. But actually what you're saying is it goes beyond that because, if we don't take care of the rivers and we pollute them, then we can't use them and we run down our ecosystems and we throw everything out of balance. Mm -hmm. So it's almost as well creating that awareness that how we use them isn't just about draining the resources, it's actually about um, ensuring that those resources are there for the future and for businesses in the future, whether it be... um, our own businesses continuing whether it be new businesses arriving but just to keep those ecosystems flowing and growing and thriving mm-hmm. and knitting together naturally yeah and
1: there's two scales there isn't there you've got something you know you talk quite globally or a wide scale of how those ecosystems work they support for society and our well-being which is important for businesses yeah. if got a workforce and bringing it down i suppose some business might okay, but what does it mean for me? That, that scarcity, I suppose, scarcity means an increase in cost. Right. Um, and that creates uncertainty, which will impact profits and investment. Um, and therefore, if we can make businesses less dependent on those scarce resources, um, and because they can use them wisely, their profits are going to be less exposed to those unexpected changes. Um, in, 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 um, and they're, I suppose, more investable. As a business, will be able to get loans, um, you know, because they have a more certain profitability. Because you're not having this exposure,
0: um, and that's so. There, what you're really bringing in is actually it's about managing risk, um, and and going back to what you you mentioned earlier about future proofing. Um, but just looking at when you're looking at future proofing a business. What does that tend to actually mean to you and how do you um, help an organisation future-proof future itself? Um, I suppose
1: it's understanding what are the key resources in their business and why they use them. So there's a big picture view that can work right. for all businesses. Businesses will be different depending yeah. on their I'm selling products or services, but a big picture view would be, you know, um, what are the key resources they use for their businesses and why? And the more we question um, and ask why, we'll find opportunities to avoid, reduce, or reduce or replace those resources. This leads to innovation, I think, and new ways of working by asking those Uh, questions. Yeah, I think it goes down to a Japanese sort of philosophy: ask five why five times, and you'll get to the true cause of something. So it's a bit like that. Why are we really using energy this way? Does it have to come from a gas boiler? Can we do it a different way? and on a practical level, I suppose we need to think about what can you do now? What can we do this month, this year? And focusing on those opportunities that are easy to do but have the greatest impact. You know, it's bang. You know, it's right. bang for your buck. It's bang for your carbon. How much can you? How much environmental benefit and business benefit can you generate with the limited effort and sorry, the limited time you might have? Um, and so, you know, it's also about inspiring people. You know, what thing? When I think about impact, it can be cost, carbon, but does it motivate yes and it's important to get going and just you know take some simple steps first if you've not been on this journey before
0: yeah I think that I love how you're talking about that because it is that um that drilling down that questioning why are you doing this and actually as you say looking to see how you can do things differently so it does um it's it's about going beyond saying, well, this is how we've always done it. It's about thinking about, actually, can I do it differently? And what's the benefit of doing it differently? And bringing in the innovation. And almost to me, that, that really helps motivate the team because you're bringing everybody on board to look at this rather than it being very top down yeah. um, in the decision making. So you've, you've really identified some ways there that people can optimise their resources by, ju- by just questioning, by looking at doing things differently, by trying different things. And I, I like how you actually said it's about taking simple steps. So it's a, a not about making it this really big thing. Are there any other um, things that you can share that people can do to really help them optimise their resources?
1: When I think of this question, I think, do you mean you know a practical thing? Do you mean about a piece yeah. of technology a piece of kit i think that's yeah. quite different because it depends on the business i think yeah technology has a, a place um i think it can be i mean we do lots of projects around helping businesses move to renewables or um looking at a lighting or just monitoring their data probably what i touched on before about understanding um, and yeah. understanding your data what you know people don't really look at their resource data or energy data mm-hmm. for example, as they do with financial data, right. and, you know those resources are partly what drives your financial results totally use it's what you consume it's what the waste in the system etc so i think um you know, accountants are great people if they can <laughs> look, look at the switch their head to look at it you know think of resources as well as not just financial but what are the yeah. drivers behind the numbers in the profit really because there is a resource and environmental impact behind all those numbers um I think it's also definitely you touched on earlier about bringing the team in and motivating the team. Um, little things we've done is my like, you know, small little workshops. We've used the sustainable development goals as like cards, right. just getting people to think about how does their business change if they were to focus, you know, looking at these goals. Um, and it's incredible how directors um, can respond to that. Really? Um, yeah, they'll just move the cards around. So what does it look like in five years' time? One thing was about, you know, gender equality comes up to being a top priority, you know, this one director just moved the card from, like, you know, lower down in, wow. the, in the hierarchy to right up to the top. And it's, it's that kind of thing that allows the boards, in this case, to visualise, you know, with these 17 you know, yeah. development goals, um, to visualise how their business shape looks and could change in the future.
0: That's a really interesting concept to look at because I hadn't actually thought about. So, yes, I, I hear about businesses working towards the sustainable development goals, but actually by looking at what's in important to them as an organization and then saying, well, actually, what happens if we focus on this? It can actually almost, it's like a prompt, For innovation, a prompt for thinking differently. So, really, as a tool, rather than it being rather than being just like a target, something for them to work towards. Actually, what you're saying is you can use things like that, and along with the data as well. But just using whatever information and tools you have there to actually start questioning and thinking. Well, what happens if I do this, or if this is telling me this? How can I do it differently?
1: Yeah, right. it's it, that kind of, you know, questioning, and it's not feeling that, all well, we've got to implement, not making it too technical. Right. Well, you know what the big, you know, this is around what does the future look like? What how, what could be different? Yeah. And then, you know, the next part of that, you know, process is then thinking, okay, what do we think is going to have the biggest impact and easier to do and prioritise those? Yeah. And then you might want to get some, you know, the data of understanding why. So um, we always want to work with reliable data, but it's not the only thing you have to have. We have to somehow engage and inspire the thinking.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: First, you know, totally it depends who you're with, you know. Um, but yeah, if, if uh, you work with a group of business people in a company, and you think yeah they need some stimulus, then maybe something to change the energy, a different dynamic. Then something like I just said these these cards of the sustainable development goals enable that dynamic to shift and they come out of the data and what does this mean for my construction project what does this mean for the factory you brought them out of the the right here and now
0: yeah and that is interesting because that what you're saying is you actually are then looking at well where are they so if they're too hung up on the data how do you take them out of it maybe if they're too much in the sky how do you bring them back down into the data and focus on that so just having that awareness of how people work differently and how they where they're at right now can really help influence how you interact with them and how they how they look to move things forwards
1: yeah yeah
0: great um so earlier on you talked a bit about you know what happens to the resources if we're actually not thinking about what we're doing to them. So what are the risks? So you were talking there, I mentioned about, say, polluting rivers and things like that. But what other risks do you see to businesses who are actually not starting to, to look at the way they're doing things um, and how they're they're using all these resources they're drawing on? Yeah,
1: so I think <coughs> drawing on my time as an accountant, I've see seen the three key risks um, or three categories are we saying um a business cost base is going to increase touching on earlier about resource yeah. scarcity you know it's going to increase energy price is only going to go one way <laughs> you know, for example and that means profits are going to fall or be squeezed um and we don't want you know people um, there's lots of way to cut costs but let's try and you know keep the business in its structure let's cut the costs that are wasteful you know in terms yes. of it's amazing how many people might go to you know the salary line rather than actually you know the resource, a different type of resource, but the the resource in terms of our natural resources. And and I always put it this way: I said, well, you know, you costs are going to increase, profits is going to could fall. So think about how many you know new sales you'll need to make to generate the same profits by reducing mm-hmm. that resource use by you know ten percent. So you know, and in these uncertain times, it it can be easy to create profit through, you know, saving on our costs and use yeah. by being more efficient and it makes us more resilient for the future. Yeah. And so it's not lost, you know, it's not like a short-term cost-cutting cost, cost exercise. It's actually, yeah. you know, you're building something resilient at the same time for the future. So let's just take electricity. So many times I have conversations and it can be sometimes with accountants and they'll, you know, they'll switch the tariff. You know, what's the cheaper tariff? But that's just a one-off, and it's not, you're not changing anything fundamental about how your business system yes. operates. Um, so fact, if we can reduce an underlying consumption by £1,000 at a profit margin of 10% of you a know, company, that's a 10000 in new sales we'd have to create to generate the same yeah. profit. That. You think about how that can go across the business. Um, and So we just take that a little bit further. We just looked at energy there, have not we, and energy mm-hmm. consumption, right? And so I suppose the second risk linked to that is because a business, in my view, operates as a system, by us asking how do we avoid or reduce resource use, we actually risk missing out on other savings in the business. Right. Because it might mean this old boiler takes up a lot of maintenance. It breaks down more often, so therefore production is impacted. We might have damage to the production line because things have stopped halfway through a, a process or whatever. So, by looking at the whys again, okay, we could, if we change the energy tariff, we've saved ourselves a few pennies a, a kilowatt, okay? But if we look at how we are consuming that energy and why it is being consumed at the rate, it will lead to other part, other savings in the system.
0: Yeah.
1: And in the business processes. So, the risk is that if we don't look at resources and asking these whys, then we're going to miss out on other savings and other opportunities for innovation across the business. And and, and the third one is really it's, it's a risk that we don't separate, you, you, business doesn't separate itself from its competitors right. by, I suppose, taking this opportunity to how it can enhance its reputation.
0: Um.
1: Mm you know, we're we're all aware, I think, in the last year, and even COVID-19 hasn't suppressed this as much as probably I thought way back in March, Um, the growing consciousness across all customer types around the importance to reduce our carbon, the net zero, reduce plastic consumption. And it's not just individuals, it's businesses who obviously ultimately have end customers, it's public bodies that are purchasing, you know, um, from from businesses. And this move to net zero uh, carbon, uh, so if we don't take action now as a business and start building that in and making things some practical steps um it could define how customers come to do they how they return to you or do they choose you in the first place so i think it's an opportunity to build your reputation and attract new businesses going new customers going forward
0: so what you're saying there is it, it almost looks in a number of different ways so yes you're looking out to the future and how do you what can you do now to to build that reputation because again it's about, about future proofing. um and it's interesting that you you talk about kind of that reputation because i know that's come up in um, a number of conversations i've had recently that actually by by looking at how you're using things looking at where you're getting even see your whole supply chain and things it really can impact your your reputation but then going back to you, know, you've mentioned resilience a number of times and how do we create um, an ongoing resilience so it isn't looking at the easy savings, which is what businesses have traditionally done. You know, I've I worked for many years an accountant in, in corporate and it was that thing, okay, you've got to cut however much money off the bottom line. Well, the first things that would always go would be travel training, um, staff hires, you know, the very, what they were classed as easy savings. And Mm -hmm. as you, as you mentioned, actually people weren't looking at the systems within the organization. They weren't looking to find those efficiencies. Um, it was a knee jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. And I really like what you've highlighted because you've brought it back to business being a system again. And it's, it's understanding that it's how everything flows through that system and, what you're talking about is how do you optimise each part of that system, because that's what's going to um, create a solid foundation for your organisation going forward, and it it creates that resilient base that you can then grow off. Yeah. No, it's a, a some great points to really to to bring in there now going back to before you talked about when you talked about the sustainable development goals and using those now i see them very much attached to to values um, of an organization and it'd be interesting to see whether you know that's obviously my interpretation and see how your your thoughts uh, of that relate to what do you think of as actually being aware? How important is it to be aware of those values of your organisation? What's important to the organisation and actually being able to use those to really build the organisation, make decisions for the organisation, et cetera? I suppose, yeah, um,
1: I think overall it's a really complex kind of question, isn't it, value? Yeah. So um, I won't cover everything in there, but I suppose some thoughts that have come, and I, I have a to mind but overall i think they help you connect to your purpose mm. and why you want to make a difference yeah you know, people who've set up a business or run businesses are trying to make a difference now it's quite interesting sometimes you see business people in business say, oh well, this is what i do in business but in my personal life you know this is how i am very different right. sort of set of values you know and sometimes there's a tension isn't there the importance is is to reduce that tension Mm -hmm. Um, as a as a director or a founder but also for the team and i'll come on to this a bit later so it's around actually making sure you connect to that purpose and this will help i think businesses lead an authentic business you know why am i doing this what do i get up every day you know yes you've got to earn a living nobody you know we want to pay salaries and employ people and but that's part of it you know there is what drives you is something something else so um I think it also refers back to that reputation of why it's important to build and and be aware of your business values, is that customers are now looking at the business behind the product. Um, Why are they in business? How do they conduct themselves uh, as a business? So we can have a, a great eco product, you know but actually the business itself doesn't run on any (laughs) environment yeah you know um that sort of thing so that kind of discrepancy between this is what we do on the outside world but inside we're going to run it just the way as you know business as usual yeah With now you know consumers being better connected through social media and understanding businesses they have a greater insight really into how a business operates a business that that uh or align their values and align with their products and their, their, their ambition, that they all come together, and that's going to be, you know, very important. We touched on, on on the team earlier. I think, you know, you'll be aware that more and more, you know, employees are not just graduates. I think, you know, generally you know, COVID is going to make people, is making people sit and reflect on what's important in life. Yeah, you know? totally. Um, you know, this is a real, this is a time which is really tough, I know, Um, but I think we'll come out better. I think, you you know, what really matters here? And I think that therefore, you know, people at large are going to be looking at business values um, and its purpose. It's not just about a job and a paycheck. I'm not saying those things aren't important. It is, you know, that would have always been the most important thing. We have to, you know, just get a job. The business is a business, but now it's something more. Um, So those businesses' values which support sustainability and a just future um it will attract talent
0: yeah
1: and that's a resilience attract and retain talent so that's another part of their resilience again as a system if some of your system starts
0: falling
1: apart or or leaving then you know um i I think i think values are an important way i think they help guide our team and that gives greater autonomy and freedom to contribute to solutions because you've sort of set out what we're aiming to do as a value to people Think about does this align to that value? Yes, then I'm okay. You know, Yeah. Um, so I think it, it enables you know a more dynamic, autonomous team, um, and it motivates people if they know that what they're doing aligns to their personal values.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it, it is really interesting when you talk about um, values there and bringing in um, people. I saw post on LinkedIn the other day that somebody had actually. Um, friend of this person had gone to to start a new job and left within half a day because of the way the organization was treating their people and and it does make a difference if you you, you know people are a key resource as well so being able to understand what you're that actually maybe what you've been sold is actually what's really going on. And it doesn't matter then whether you're a customer, an employee, a supplier. It's that what you're saying is you're going right back at the very start there, you talked about it being authentic. And actually it's about walking your talk. So if you're saying this is our purpose, these are our values and how we're going to deliver our purpose, it is about doing it in that way rather than saying that and then doing something totally different. Yeah,
1: uh, and I'd like just pick on what gave me a thought there that, um, you know, sometimes I think values can be presented like a rule book, you will be X, Y, right. Z. In, our, in my view, in the way we run Beyond Green, they are, I don't mean they're aspirational, that you know, we'll get there one day. They are, they are challenging. We will fail in one of those values someday, sometime because you can't be doing it all the time. We're human. Yeah. So one of our values is compassion and that not to dismiss. So, you know, we, we might have driven and we could have walked. We might have, you know, put the thing in the wrong cycling bin. You know, it's around that compassion to me was a really important value. That as humans, we will not get it right all the time. But part of that is being able to say, you know, and freedom is one of our values around, yeah, I don't think I did that right. You've got freedom to reflect. And saying maybe I didn't do that right, but yeah. the compassion value is to be kind. Yeah, in, the, in that point. So I think that's why we all not, and I don't believe anyone will be a hundred percent, you know, perfect in their values. But it's understanding that that's what we're trying to achieve, and we will fall short sometimes.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's a really good way to mm. to put it because as well, sometimes it may be that the the values are are in slight conflict of each other it's like which one takes priority but that recognition that you're talking about that actually we're we're all human and giving ourselves that understanding that it's okay as long as we are um trying our best to work towards these that we're using them to help us to to move the organisation forward but it's not that expectation that we have to be doing it to, it's not about putting it in ourselves in a box yeah. in that we have to behave in certain ways at certain times and almost even just saying that sounds very exhausting it must be very draining because you're then stri- you you're using them for the wrong um, in the wrong way yeah. because it's more that's more about controlling Whereas going back to your using of freedom and also something you you talked about when describing the team, it's giving the team the ability to work in a way that works for them and works towards the business goals because they can take, it's treating them like adults. They can take responsibility for it rather than saying, this is exactly what you've got to do and you're going to do it this way. Yeah,
1: and and just on that point, you remind me think that it's more important than ever now that we are working remotely, and we will continue mm. to be not in the same kind of work environment or structure going forward. You know, business, you know so values are really important to guide um, how uh, businesses operate with their teams or ha- how teams work function. Um, you know, I've heard, I think I read something on the news the other day was that they want you to check in or some businesses were trying to still manage a team as if they were in a physical office. Yeah, yes. You got know, values that people believe in, and we've developed our values together as a team. And when new people join, they understand what those values are and why they are there. Um, you don't need to worry about that as
0: much. I didn't totally agree with you there, because it's then they, they're there to... It's almost like there's the, the element of trust there. Um, what you're saying is you're, you've given them the tools, they know what's expected of them, and you're allowing them to deliver it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're tracking people all the time, that in itself becomes a pressure, and mm-hmm. it removes that trust from, um, that exists and actually undermines everything else that's going on within the organisation.
1: And you know, natural you might feel that other team working, are they? you know. Yeah. And then you have those values there are there to guide. And you see them as a guide. That yeah, you know, They have a value of honesty, so you know that, that they'll yeah. be working honestly. They know that value, what that means. You know, um, they don't just need to work nine till five. They're going to have to work you know for whatever reason, might do a few hours afterwards, have a longer break. But they know a report a project's got to be delivered by them. Yeah, in their timesheet that they've honestly worked the hours that they've said there, that sort of thing. So I think that helps in, in,
0: in, in many ways. Yeah, and it, it what it's really emphasising is actually, it's that whole thing of it's not just creating values for the sake of creating values. It actually goes back to it's um, embedding those values within the organisation. And when they're embedded in there, you can recruit somebody, bring somebody in. People then learn that, that these values, as you I like the word you use, they're there to guide, um, and people will work within the values. Um, Whereas if it's a tick box, then that doesn't mean that they're necessarily embedded in the organisation in the same way. So again, going back to authenticity, um, and I think everything you've been talking about through the conversation um, as a whole is kind of looking at... um, Looking at the organ, the business as a system, looking how it interacts. So almost like a, looking at it as an ecosystem. How does it interact within itself, out with itself? Um, how is it creating resilience? So looking at how do you actually um, what what needs to be in place to really um, allow the systems to work effectively and deliver. The results the organization wants so i've got one final question for you mm-hmm. so what experiences have you had or stories you learned as a child influenced how you look at money
1: um yes it's a, a <laughs> an unexpected question but yeah <laughs>
0: um,
1: there are two, there are two vivid, I suppose, memories I, I have when I think of this, um, which will always stay with me. And I think it probably changed my relationship with money. Um, so, firstly, the first memory as a wee boy, you know, on a Sunday I count money, my savings.
0: Right, really, piggy
1: uh, wow. bank, and I wrote it down in a notebook. Pounds I've got ten pounds, twenty p's I've got two pounds. You know, I was destined to be an accountant. You, you really were. <laughs> well, a bean <laughs> counter, I suppose. That's where the, probably the phrase was. And that's what I do every yeah. Sunday. I remember it um and then, still on this first sort of memory that then I was fortunate you know to travel in my teens um a, a lot to different places, and I got so many experiences of people with a less than me uh, and the family I brought up with you yeah. know in a, in a developed you know or in um, britain uh generally you know um but they were generous and joyful. And I think it also happens across all mm. all parts of the world it seems that um the less people have, they, they're they more generous. In, in,
0: in, in what they give. In yeah.
1: what they give, yeah. And that giving is actually gives joy uh, as well. And I've experienced it so many times. Um, and they, they, it seems to be they value life. Their, their value of life is not dependent on money. Mm. The value that they're getting.
0: Um, yeah.
1: That's valued. Um, and I think, you know, kind of, uh, then I understood this phrase, you know, I know the cost of everything, but the value of nothing. You know, I think that's what yes. the whole thing... Um, and again, I suppose that links to our resources. I think, and, and the, the second so memory I have, and I, I was very lucky to be, you know, have an uncle who loved going out backpacking and walking in, in the hills and things. Um, and he often would say, you know, it doesn't really matter how much money you have in your pocket. You know, the hill is still the same. The rain still falls on you. The sun will shine on you all the same. And I think that just helped me shift. And this was probably my, you know, sort of mid teens or whatever, just helped me shift about I didn't I stopped counting the money then, you know. Stop getting that book on a on a Sunday and, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it just meant it's just the purpose of doing things. It it doesn't really define us, it doesn't give yes. us that value is a lot more than that. And I think I try and um bring that into the team or the way I look at everybody, you know, my principle I have is that there is value, every one of us has value to, to, to contribute to this world and it's I would try and see where can I help, you know, uh, that value to to come to fruition or to flourish in people, in, say in the team or whatever. Um, and I think that's, those are, have influenced my, my world with money, I suppose, or, or view of money.
0: Yeah, and I you've, you've shared some really interesting um, reflections, stories there that are really beautiful. You know, I, I love the the one at the ends where, you, you know, you're, what your your uncle shared with you. And that is so so true. But going back to as well that understanding that joy isn't attached to to money is, that you talked about before then. And the fact that you recognize that early on <laughs> you were destined to be to go through the counting, counting that money. But even now, as you say, everything that that you kind of linked in there really does tie to to what you're doing. And The understanding, actually, the value that we get from everything um, on our planet is as it's not just about the people giving us value. It's about everything giving us value. Mm. Um, So that was a beautiful way to to end the conversation. So thank you for sharing that. All right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I was about to add I shouldn't worry those accountants. I do worry about the cash flow still, but you know it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, we do yeah, cash flow is still always very important. So yeah. It's a
1: perspective. I think what it's giving is a perspective.
0: Absolutely. Of
1: where it fits.
0: Yeah. What yes.
1: What its purpose is for and, and how it yeah, supports yeah. a business, not yeah. You know, it's driving. not the be
0: up. Op- yeah. It's it's a tool. It's there to inform us. Yeah.
1: I felt my membership of the institute disappearing. Then, as I said, <laughs> don't
0: really worry about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming yeah. along and having a conversation to me with me today. I've really, really enjoyed this and um, and learned a lot. Just, Steve, I, you know, I, I love having conversations with people that really kind of get me thinking in a different way. So, thank you very much.
1: Me too, Lynn. I really enjoyed it as being here. Yeah. To relax, chat
0: thank you you're welcome thanks for listening to this episode of every business counts if you've enjoyed this episode why not head over to our facebook group every business counts and share what you've enjoyed and your highlights i look forward to sharing more with you next week bye for now